When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Nico, do I have you, man? You should have me now. Ah, got, got you, bro. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm doing good. Sorry, I must have clicked mute in, in my pocket. No, I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> no worries, man. I gave you the big wind-up and everything. I thought you Gen Zers were bloody experts on, their te- on your tech. Oh, nah, still seem to have troubles with it these days. <laughs> he, he, heads in the clouds, mate. You must be getting you must be getting too high on that half pipe, eh? <laughs> nah, we'll be, actually be honest with you, I just woke up about twenty minutes ago, so that's probably why. Oh. Um, <laughs> we had night training night training last night for X Games, so um yeah, I, I kinda of slept through all my alarms this morning. <laughs> so it's been a bit of a bustle to get everything organised. <laughs> no, look, I love the honesty, mate. And that's, look, we've all had a sleep. We've all had a sleep, and especially over well the summer holidays for us. But you've been offshore. Hey, um, talk to me about that. That sounds interesting. Night training. So the X Games. You well, firstly, you, you're in. You're in some serious nick. Um, what you did on Mammoth Mountain. It's the first time I've spoken to you since then. It was unreal, man. You're going super well. And X Games, we have had some success. So. You're competing at night. Does that mean you change your schedule and your training to make sure that you're locked and loaded for that? Yeah, yeah. So X Games is sort of one of those um, really unique events. You know, it happens every year, but um, it's one I always really look forward to as, you know, it is at night. Um, so our event doesn't start until, like, um, I think it's 7.30. Uh, so we wait around all day, which gets pretty tiring sometimes. But, um, yeah, so our trainings are from, like, 6.30 to 9 p.m., um, most nights and so you get on a bit of a um, nighttime schedule you know not going to bed until middle of the night and waking up later in the day to kill some of the day sort of thing um, but yeah you know I'm really looking forward to the event this year you know uh, with with what happened last year it'll be nice to back things up um, and go number two but um, at the end of the day it's all about just going skiing and and uh, trying to better myself uh, on the night 
I reckon we need to get Izzy Dag still on holiday, man, but we need to get him on, on the phone because um, those All Blacks could give you some tips because they have to burn the whole day, eh, before they get to go out there and play their test matches at night. And it must I've always thought it must be pretty yeah. uh, it must be pretty tough because you get used to I assume you get used to the sun the sun glare and all of the things when you're skiing in the day and in the different conditions. So is it easy to toggle between the both of the aspects of the competition? Yeah, it, it is. Like, you definitely get used to it. I would say the hardest part for me, um, like, would be the mental side of it. You know, sitting around waiting all day gives you more time for your brain to think about, you know, what could happen, what couldn't happen sort of thing. And, and um, more time to really overthink, whereas when you compete in the morning or midday, you sort of wake up, do your morning routine, and then you're straight into it sort of thing. Um, so it just sort of gives you a bit more peace of mind. But, when, yeah. Like I said, when you're sitting around all day, it definitely gets pretty stressful sometimes. Well, you don't, hey, Nico, it's Tony Kempe, mate. How are you going? Yeah, I'm doing good, thanks, Tony. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Hey, hey mate, what, you, what have you doing? You're doing all right. Just be standing on the podium at 16 in the Olympics and, and winning all these competitions overseas. Don't, don't worry too much about your mental space because a lot of people could actually take you into the high-performance arenas and, and learn, a, learn a bit from you. I want to. Um, do you surf at all? Yeah, 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 I surf heaps as much as I can really whenever I have a break and um, yeah it's nice you know being in a winter sport it's constantly cold so um, yeah you're always craving some sun and um, yeah we normally head down to Nicaragua and so, um, so does it help you Jeez, Nicaragua you're surfing with the crocodiles down there I've heard a few stories about that but does it help you does it help <laughs> you out with your skating are you skiing sorry um, oh yeah I would say it helps out Quite, oh, I don't know. I'd like to think it helps out because that means I can go on more surf trips. <laughs> <laughs> it helps your pocket out. So, let, let's just stick with the answer that yeah, it probably does. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, fair enough. There, that makes perfect sense. Hey, um, Mammoth Mountain. <laughs> now, this was unreal at the World Cup a couple of weeks back. These back-to-back 1620s, I reckon we had you on SCNZ probably about four months ago and you reckoned you you were cooking something up that you didn't think that, as far as a progression point of view, you didn't think that the field, uh, you know, the rest of your competitors could do. Was this the 1620s? And as far as you're aware, has anybody been able to nail this trick? Does anyone else have it in their bag just yet? Yeah, no, so that actually wasn't the 16s. Um, So I learnt them... Well, a year and a half ago now, so it's sort of like a um, trick that I have pretty locked and loaded in, in my um, repertoire, I guess you could call it. Uh, but um, the new trick is is uh, something that I'm hoping to bring out this this weekend at X Games, and um, yeah, all goes to plan, and and yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But the 16s are starting to get starting to get more and more common. You know, there's more people in the field that can do them. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it should it should make for an exciting event. So this this evolution and like pacing yourself when you're launching these new tricks. So you've got something th- this weekend that you can bust out at the X Games. I know how much it would mean to you to go back to back, and then it would probably help you rolling it into the Winter Olympics as well. Do you get nervous when you when you drop a new trick that the others might be able to learn it in time for the next comp? Uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely there definitely is a little bit of strategy involved. You know, like. Um, at the end of the day, I'd like to think there isn't, but um, you know, it's just the name of the game, and and um, yeah, you know, everyone's chasing the same thing, and that is to be the best gear on the day, and and um, if yeah, if it means that maybe I have to 
you know, I don't know, hide a trick for a little while or, or learn it in privacy, well, then, then that's that. And um, I don't know, it's a bit of a tricky one to explain. Yeah, um, you don't want to let the cat out of the bag, mate. Louis, Louis, trying to get it out of you, so that, that's okay. You keep that trick under. You keep that trick under oh, your I, hat. I can let it out. I can let it out. It's um, it's on my Instagram. I posted it last week. So, um, well, what is it? Yeah, Break. No, give it. Give us the layman's. Give us the layman's. A, what is it? Yeah, so it's it's a switch double cork fourteen forty. So you take off backwards. You do two flips and four full spins. And you don't reckon anybody else has it? Um, I know one person has tried it a couple of years ago, um, but as of right now, I don't think anyone has it. Is that a weird feeling to know that you're probably the only person on the planet that can do something? Um, I don't know. I really <laughs> do. <laughs> when you put it like that. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess that is a bit of a weird feeling. Um, oh, sorry, I don't mean to spin you out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And that's what, and that's why his mental <laughs> I mean, space is so strong, mate. Because he's so calm when you ask questions like that. You know, he just takes it in the stride. Hey, Nico, what what you know, got the you got the Red Bull as a sponsor? What's one of the craziest things that you've other sports that you've done along with that Red Bull team? Have you been in, you know, offered to do something crazy with all those other crazy Red Bull Bull athletes? What, what's the freakiest thing you've ever done? Yeah, I'd say the well, there's two two freakiest things I've ever done. I'd say. Um, no disrespect to number two, but um, number one, I think the, the freakiest thing, uh, freakiest thing I've done was um, got to actually go on one of their stunt their stunt planes um, and get flown around uh, Salzburg, and that was pretty crazy doing full loops and barrel rolls and you know like nose down, I don't know whatever they call it, like nose facing the ground and pulling like seven Gs. That was absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't I don't think I'd get to. Ex- Experience that if it wasn't for Red Bull, and then number two would be um, going in a hot lap with um, with one of the other Red Bull athletes, Man Mike, uh, around at, at Highlands down um, close to yeah. Monaco. So yeah, um, I know, I know yeah, Mike. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Good bloke. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a good. Hey man, I'm just going to put it. Dude. I'm just going to put it out here. Next time you're home, give us a call, mate, because I need some. I need some um, some tips on how to snowboard. I, I went out and did Snow Planet for half an hour, and then thought I could take on. One of the biggest mountains and didn't turn out too well. Not with, so not with your <laughs> need a bit of need a bit of practice. Not with your knees, Kempi. Not with your knees. <laughs> hey, um, Nico, it's a really busy nah, time. Yeah, I'll, I'll... You're sorry, mate. You're you're um. This is a busy time for you, so we appreciate you taking the call this morning. X Games and then Winter Olympics. Is this kind of where you've been trying to peak for over the last four years? Is this the kind of two month period that you've really been aiming for and knuckling down for? Um. Yeah, I, I would say partly yes, but then also in another fact, no. Like, our sport is constantly evolving and it's constantly changing and always working towards new things. And, and I think that um, we're pretty lucky in our sport in the fact that X Games is really, really highly regarded. Mm. Um, and that that comes around every year. So the sport has its big moments uh, every season. But I think, yes, definitely this season is... Um, there is there is a bit more pressure on it, and and um, especially I've put a bit more pressure on myself, and and um, you know with two comps back to back, it, it is going to be a bit of a stressful stressful um, couple of weeks, but uh, it is what it is, and and um, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to get things going.
Yeah, awesome, man. Look, as we always say, you just sound so composed. And um, whatever you're doing in that mental skills side, it's obviously working for you. So hopefully you, you bear the fruit of that. Just just before we do let you go, um, this this Winter Olympics team that we're putting together after the – once you get past the X Games, this Kiwi team that we're sending here, it, it would be one of the strongest ever. I, I think um, Snow Sports New Zealand are saying that. How cool does it feel to be you know, shoulder to shoulder with these other Kiwis that are actually changing the game quite literally? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an honour. And I think more importantly, it's inspiring. Um, like, yeah, to, to have a full half-bike team, um, you know, like, you know, be standing at the top with my brother and then um, young Gustav and, um, yeah, and Ben Harrington as well and, and then all the other athletes, Ben Barclay, Finn Billis, you know, I could, I could just name them all. Um, they're all amazing athletes and people in their own right, and and um, it really, it really does inspire me um, being on the same team as them. And obviously, I can't forget Zoe and Alice, and uh, <laughs> I could just keep going on and on. You might, um, you might yeah, have to. No, it's, it's an honour, and yeah, I know, I know, I've dug myself a bit deep, haven't I? But um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, snow sports are right. It is the strongest team we've had, and. Um, hopefully we can we can uh, make some history. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, we'll, we'll give Tian, Chloe, Cool, and I guess yeah. Margot, the rest, Anja, the, the rest of the team, a big shout out, mate. No, seriously. Anya, yeah, 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 yeah. No, the, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. No, no. Hey, we 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 know what we, you mean. We get it, mate. We get, we get it, it, mate. Don't don't worry. We get it. We know what you're saying. It's <laughs> it's an un, yeah. unreal kind of era and. Um, yeah, you guys are all yeah similar age a lot of you as well, so I bet you have a lot of fun, and there sounds like a real good camaraderie with you. So now we're all super proud of you, mate. Go well this weekend. We'll be tuned in on Monday, and um, yeah, just go send today and like you always do, and whatever happens, we'll be so, we'll be so stoked for you back here in New Zealand, man. Thanks so much for taking the call. All the best, Nico. Yeah, nah, cheers. Thanks for having me on the show. Cheers, guys. There you go, Nico Porteous. He's such a cool. He's such a cool the humility. Dude. Eh? They don't yeah. say that about Kiwi athletes. Is that you know just. So down to down to earth, and that kid um, for what he's doing around the world, and just I could see he said he was digging himself in a hole. He, he was thinking, man, I hope I didn't miss anyone out here. The parents might be listening, or the their brothers or sisters, and they'll get a, they'll get an Instagram message. Oh, mate, he didn't mention you on the radio, you know. And you can that that's just that's just the kid. It's just who he is. He's the best, and I actually feel a little bit bad. I'm gonna spun him out when I said he's the only person that can do a certain thing. He probably, he obviously had never considered that, which is fair enough because you're just doing it. He's not like us, who we, well, me, where I sit here and analyse other people doing things. He's just out there doing it. He's a total doer, and um, that trick that he explained, and it's on his Instagram, I have actually seen that now, that he mentions it. It's freaky. And the, the back-to-backs, oh, they're crazy. He's had that, as he says, now for 18 months, but they're still, it's still hard. Not you know the, the field hasn't really caught up to him in some aspects, it's execution for him. He knows he's got the skills because he's won World Cup events, he's won X Game events, so he knows he can do it. Comes down to execution and that mental fortitude he keeps talking about there and and putting himself in the right position. Nico Porteous, legendary Kiwi, great to catch up with him ahead of the X Games. Two thirty on Monday, I believe that's when you can catch that Aspen, Colorado. Huge, love it. We're gonna cross now to. Oh, he's a great racing man. He's a good New Zealander. He's got a lovely hand to play on our favourite race meet, the Karaka Millions Night, without being necessarily all over the Karaka Million races. And he's also Baz's neighbour. So we might start here with Graham Richardson. Richie, morning to you. Have you had any Baz sightings around Matamata lately? Oh, I've seen him from a distance working hard. 
What's 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 working hard holding a hose? He's <laughs> feeding his horses, and he's actually been doing a heap around his farm. He has. Sure. Yeah. He, he'd think mm. manual labour was a Mexican bandit, wouldn't he? No, no, he loves it. He loves it, Baz, doesn't he, Richie? <laughs> he loves it, eh? He loves it. He's a real down the earth stuff. Yeah, that's it. He's a real Kiwi from South Dunedin, and he won't let you. He won't let you forget it. So um, that's good. That's good. We'll, 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 the the listeners are getting sick of us, Richie. So we, we we need Baz to bring some sense and sensibility back to the show. How are you traveling, mate? You enjoying your summer? Yeah, the horse is going really well. So it's it's always a pick up. You know that you know we had a winner last night, Tarapa, and a few last Friday at uh, Taranga. So they're going great. Yeah. Won the group one with Tiptronic. So, so good horse. it's great for you know, I've only got about twenty five years good horse. Got, he'll be he'll be living with me and uh, next door to Bears's place when he's retired. Mm. Old Tiptronic. He's got a home already. He's such a cool horse. So how's he how's he travelling in the first um this weekend, Graham? You, you, um, I, I like he's him. Got, yeah, look, you know, you get nervous the closer you get to the race, but and you do, and but um, he he's very very well. Like he's, he's I think he's oh, well, he's a hundred and five rating. I don't know what the second horse rating is. It's at eighty two, I think. But so he's got he's got sixty three and a half. And uh, I've got um, Chelsea Boone who rides really well, and she claims to, and that helps. It brings him down to sixty one and a half. But um, uh, I think the next horse might have fifty four. I think so. Mm. It is a massive, massive weight, and that's the only thing. It does stop horses. Weight yeah, it does. Mm. So it's a, it's a worry. But um, what will be will be. But he's obviously you'd love to win, and you won it last year. Um, but he's also um, he's also um, aimed at uh, the Herbie Dyke at, at in early February at uh, at Tarapa again. He Richie, he's. So he's a bit of a war horse now, really, isn't he? Eight-year-old boy. Forty-five starts, eight wins. Two of those would be Group Ones, wouldn't they? Two are Group Ones. Yeah, and he's had other black type wins as well. And he, he, uh, look, he's you know he's an eight-year-old. He's had forty-five starts, so he hasn't had many starts in his life. But in saying that, like the horse that are, are we own in, in Australia, Defibrillate, he's a seven-year-old. I think he's had twenty-two starts. Mm. So we just, I don't push them. Um, they tell you when they're ready, and if you've got a bit of patience, um, and they, um, you know, they've got the ability, they'll uh, pay you in return. You know, they'll, they'll look after us. Hey, Richie, so, I, know, I, know, I know the lads. Secret. I know the lads will be listening to this one because um, the you know Karaka Million Night, the BGP boys, they they love boys and girls. They love getting stuck into a punters club. Now they they declared rapid fools and had a bet. I think the weight and the barrier probably well, just it all kind of lined up. So they'll be wondering what your genuine opinion is here. Do you reckon Tiptronic wins? Do you feel it in your gut? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no no, no pressure, no pressure, Graham. <clears throat> All I have to do is back Rapid Falls and we'll get beat, I'm telling you. I would never do that. But but um yeah, no, he they I got told that as soon as the noms are at Rapid Falls. Uh and uh I just and funnily enough I just checked the form up on, on Rapid Falls and it's pretty good over ground. So obviously uh and Leith on its back. Yeah. Very good training, Tony Pike. Uh Got to be hard to beat. And what about that one of uh, that Sir Nate of, of Lisa's? Lisa yeah. Lettuce. Yeah, it's good, good horse. Yeah, he's he's always thereabouts. So it's a small field, but it's certainly not a mug field. That's for sure. 
Bang on, mate. The, the next one we've got to talk about, and I reckon you must be, you love and defibrillate, uh, sorry, well, you love defibrillate, but you, 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 you love and tiptronic, but you also, I reckon you must have a, a huge affinity for your filly, mate. Bonnie Lass. I mean, isn't she oh, doing a yeah, huge job have, for you? We've got, oh, she's, her, her win at, um, at Allergy was enormous, you know, three wide all way. It's a bit of a standing joke in matter, matter, there's, um, Lance and Scotty and Jamie um, all pretend they help me training her. It's just the stand up, stand joke because they all, everybody loves her because she's just, just genuine. You know, she's uh, she tries every time, and I reckon she'll end up being a railway horse next year. So, um, you know, that, that's the type of horse she wow. is. But yeah, so um, well, at this stage, I'm quite confident. But it's a long way to go. It's 12 months away, but her, she's got a reasonably good draw at five. Um, you know that um, I think that the one horse of Jamie's has drawn one, um, so you know it's going to be hard to beat. This is a a very good but a very even field, you know. Yeah, no, I, I like Bonnie Less myself too, uh, Graham. I think I think she's a good chance to definitely jump on the futures for the for the railway, you know, uh, runner down there. Um, but yeah. Oh, That's I reckon the the Almanzor is the the group three on the weekend. It's probably the the pick of the rate the 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 races that on the weekend. It's a one where you've got so many horses that can win it. But for me, your yeah. one stands out. Oh, I hope you're right. I, I, look, I, her work on Tuesday morning was very good, um, and uh, she trod up extremely well last Tuesday. Uh, and she's she. I did nothing with her this morning. She just pace worked, and she'll do the same again tomorrow. And she'll go in the race really forward. I'll, I, I took the blinkers off her at the trials, um, just so you did she get a quiet trial. And I'll put them back on her on Saturday, obviously. But um, yeah, no. Uh, Craig Grills knows he's one of men about breeder stakes on her. So we're hoping, you know. I mean, she's um, well, she's won at Ellerslie now. She she knows the track, uh, and that's important. Um, a lot of horses go out Alzheimer's and they get lost uh, the first um, time they're there but uh, she's got the practice of it so it's good I'm very happy with her yeah that's exciting Richie a cool bunch of owners as well there hey um, Short Fuse before we let you go there was a bit of bully around Short Fuse earlier in, in, in the prep here um, the per, per Encanto mere longer odds and another really nice race the Concord on the weekend an upset chance from a good barrier with Ashvin and some awesome Nick, or what do you reckon? Yeah, well, um, she ran third in the race last year. We've had a lot of a lot of hassles with her, um, tying up um, mainly um, a bad bad stone bruise, and uh, which is which finally come out before her last start, and um, and hence because we couldn't do much of her, she started tying up. Um, but she's come right, and uh, that was an improver's run. At hours of last time, uh, drew wide, but we drew the outside. We had to go around, and I think she ran six or fifth or six, and it was an improvers run. And she's she's capable. She's very capable running in the in the first three. Beautiful stuff, Richie. So, if, one at long odds. Yeah, one at long. I reckon one at long odds. You, you said right. three up yeah. there, but it could be a fun night. Well, it always is a fun night, regardless. You got you you bringing up your your nice shoes and your nice tie, and going to get stuck into yeah, the after party. Oh, I never drink at the race. <laughs> that's what that's what all you trainers say. <laughs> nah. I'm a trainer. No, I, I'm a trainer. I'll, You've I'll heard that one. Laugh laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, I'll, I'll have a good night, um, and uh, we're going to stay up there. So um, watch out. We'll um, enjoy the uh, the tent and uh, and and catching up with all the owners and and my friends and all that. So yeah, we'll have a good 
It'll have a great night. All the best. Looking forward to it. That's it. Hey, thanks, guys. That's it. That's it. Awesome, Richie. Great. Go well, mate. Good luck. Uh, great mate of Andrew C. Brooks, Graham Richardson. He understands what New Zealand blood stock and the Karakamillion night means. He loves it at Ellerslie. Good man in New Zealand racing, Graham Richardson. Adam Blair. Oh, he's a, he's a great name in rugby league for a long time. Did it at the highest level. Proud New Zealander, a proud Kiwi, and he's on the line with us now. Morning to you, Adam. How you doing, bro? Uh, morning, guys. Kia ora, kia ora. I'm really good, thank you. Morning, Blairy. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you, brother. I say, I think, you? I'm good. I think the last time I saw you, you had a backpack on running up, uh, was that hill down by Point Chev there? The, the, oh. That's your, that's your favourite hill, eh? You're still getting the yards in, I see, these days. You can't you can't, can't get away from anyone around this area, bro. You try and uh, stay low-key, but, but that's <laughs> no, why, obviously, you would have saw me with no headphones on because I'm, I'm the whole time I'm yelling and waving out to people while I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, how's, it, how's it looking, mate? You know, you're, you're, you're on the ground with the Warriors and, you know, doing some wonderful work around the country with our kids. I see you popping up on Facebook all the time, giving back, um, which, you know, is fantastic. But let's let's start with what everyone wants to know. How are we looking, mate, when, in your eyes, how are we looking from the from the Warriors' um, perspective going into the start of the season? Well, it's, it's crazy times can be at the moment because obviously with COVID and stuff at the moment. And um, I think over there at the, at, uh, over there in Aussie, they've, they've, they're half our squads um, got COVID, so same, with our, um, same with our staff. So... There's going to be a, a, a chance during the year that we're going to lose a few, few of our players coming into games, which is something we're going to have to manage. But again, I guess you know leadership is most probably one of the most important areas uh, that we need to fix up uh, this year with with our boys having the right leaders. Um, I guess Tohu Harris being um, being around the block, come from Melbourne, good systems, um, and I know and what I've heard is that he's changed a fair bit. Um, Tohu. And you'd know Tohu from from um, having a chat with him. Mm. He's a, quite a quiet, but does lead with his actions. Um, but this year, everyone said that he's actually voicing his opinion, speaking up, which he should have been doing already. But now that he's a captain, it comes with responsibilities, and um, he's he's appointed his own leadership. Uh, so he's got his own boys on on board, and um, you know they're really working hard. And I think that's really a key area for the Warriors. This is the leadership. Yeah, look, I, I thought it was a really surprise. You know, it did surprise me knowing Tohu that they um, they named him as captain because he's more introverted than extroverted mm. is what you need out there, not only on mm. the football field. He does, you know, look, his stats and the way that he plays a football game, he's a, he's definite leader, yeah. but whether or not the um, the captain should be beside his name, the the, the court's still out on that one. Well, how's, how's Sean? I, I guess everyone wants to know, Sean went away, you know, um, he left the country under a cloud. You know, people can talk about what happened there, but how's he come back? Has he come back sort of more level? He's obviously he's the, I know he's the oldest player in the team, but has he come back more level, knowing you know what he really wants out of this next stint with the Warriors? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I guess it's a prime example. He should have still been on holiday and not mostly not started back till mid December, but he got on a plane early with Stacey and got over there just to be amongst the boys and start getting getting uh, his feet on the ground. Um, I think he had a, obviously had a few rehab issues he had to get through, uh, but I th- I know now that him and I think it sounds like Ash Taylor are, are pushing for those spots in the half at the moment and pushing those other kids around them to to get those spots, but. Again, for, for Sean, it's, it's uh, the crucial moments in games. It's understanding where they need to be positional-wise on the field so they can ice those moments and 
you know, the year before last year, we we lacked in those crucial moments where we never had any key players getting them into the positions that we could finish those games. And I think there was like five or six games, Kempi, where we should have actually iced those games, but we didn't have someone there that, that could control that area. So that's what Sean will bring into the team. Um, he's back on the field now training with the boys. He, he's obviously really excited, and I think we've seen in some of his comments earlier when he first rocked up to training, it's, he's like a kid again starting all over, but he's got a good group of kids around him where they'll push him and they're going to need him to lead those boys around on the field. Yeah, let's let's hope he stays injury-free, Blair, mm. because we do need him out on mm. the pitch. But you've played with the best, you know, and talking about icing games and, and shutting them out, you played with the best in the number nine jersey uh, at Melbourne and Cameron Smith. Mm. Honest opinion, you know, I've been harping on about it for the last couple of years, is that the nine spot, the, the, the captain of the ship that touches the ball the most, most often and, and mm. really sets up the team like... Smithy did and knew how to shut games out. Seriously, do do you see that being an issue? And what is the answer to the nine position in New Zealand? Oh well, at the moment, I I, th- I really think it's, there's an issue there in our nines, and I don't think we have too many experienced nines in New Zealand anyway. Um, and if we are to find someone, we're going to have to go out and get someone that's experienced in that area. I, I guess um, the then, next then how come would, then how come they aren't doing that? Well, I, I guess they're trying to—they're trying to keep the, trying to bring up the kids. They're trying to use—I guess they're trying to use Wade Egan as a mentor for these kids coming through. Uh, you, you know, there was uh, the next person behind me that I think that's really good at um, changing the games or controlling games was much really uh, Josh Hodgson, who's now gone to Parramatta. Maybe there was an opportunity to pick him up and guide through some of our young kids because 100%. they're going to need some of that that quality and leadership around that ruck area. And like you said, the nine touches all the game. You see or see what's coming in front of you. You pick the right options. You put people into corners. Uh, you you work tirelessly throughout the game. So there wasn't there was much. There was an opportunity there where we could have tried to grab him, and that would have been a key. You know, two or three years just to bring our kids through and learn off him. Um, so we're lacking the experience in the nines or someone that's um, been around the game for a fair bit that can help our younger guys develop into really good quality nines of the game. Hey, we've got Adam Blair on the line here. Double eight, double three. If you've got any questions for Kempe and Adam on the Warriors or the NRL season, um, both the lads have their eyes across the whole comp, so they'll be able to help you out. Send us a message, double eight, double three. Hey, Adam, since you've been out of the out of directly out of the Warriors squad as a, a player, has your mentality changed, or have you learnt anything, or do you look at the prism that you see the Warriors now? Has it changed at all? Oh, I think for for me, it's it's. Um and now being away from the game, it's making sure that our kids are prepared for what it, what you need to have uh, to be a professional athlete or play the game of rugby league at the highest level. So if, if our skill level down at the younger grades where we're so used to just being big, strong and running over players, if we're only concentrating on those things and we're not giving our, our, our kids any hope for when they come into first grade because the game's changed so much, the good thing about being on the outside now is you see these things changing only yet. 18 months ago I was playing the game but it changed a lot from then to where it is now so it's trying to upskill our kids so that they're prepared and having all the tools that at their disposal so they can be the best athletes on the field as well as quality NRL players as well so I see all those those changes and I want to help these kids be prepared for that and have all these tools that they can use and offload good skills passing footwork all those kind of things good vision and understanding the game is much been one of the most important things as well yeah, and uh, mate, it's been a, a bugbear of mine. The, one of the biggest issues in this country 
um, Blair, is that we don't coach the coaches. You know, that's mm-hmm. the kids. The kids to learn. They need the coaches to be at a level um, where the kids can actually learn and develop. I just want to go back to a comment you made around this COVID thing that's going through your camp. So you're saying there are some Warrior players already that got COVID, and you need to plan um, through the season. As we know, you know, moving forward, that's what's going to happen. Is that teams are going to be affected by it? What's mm. the depth look like? What if what if we lose eight or nine players? What's the depth look like at the Warriors? Are they are they hooking into players? Well, fingers crossed, Temple, you don't lose eight or nine. But there's we've 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 sent over at the at the moment we sent over another four or five kids that are quality kids. But when it comes to I guess first grade players, um, we we don't have enough. Again, last year not much games played at at Queensland Cup level. Um, so those you know even Taniella who was our our nine that come in and played a couple of games, not not really getting any Queensland Cup experience. So, we, we if we can get our kids all over there playing in the Queensland Cup competition, which is not the NRL, uh, we'll get they'll have a better feel for what it's going to be like when they get the NRL. But the depth, there's a lot of kids there, experience not enough. And who's a smoky this year coming out of the Warriors? Oh, I really like um. Well, there's a kid over here that we've sent over, Jacob Laban. I think he's one of the the, the best best kids going around. He's got a good name. A loft back rower, uh, yeah. And then there's Zion Moe, who's was played in the New Zealand Twenties competition, the standout play in there. Uh, he'd be a chance to hopefully pushing for uh, a first grade spot, say mid year, something like that. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, let's all keep our fingers crossed that the Warriors. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's a punting station, mate. So well, people, no, are, people are thinking about well, no, where no. do they put where do they put their no. money? Hey, every, Kimby, here's, 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 one. A, here's the question, and James has come through, and this is for you too, Blairy. Every year's our year, but is this our year? That's from James. So <laughs> that's the, that's what everyone everyone wants. Do they to make know. the eight, Blairy? <laughs> oh, I think the question from James is actually it's actually it's actually killed the killed the line. He's gone. <laughs> well, that's a that's a easy way to get out of it. Look, I I honestly think they're a chance. I think I think um, I'm just going on by the impact of the players that they've got in and around their squad, especially in the key positions. Apart from nine, if they can stay fit, I think they're a chance given this COVID situation. So um, I did want to before Blurry um, got cut off there. I did want to talk to him a little bit about this Māori All Stars game too. So sorry we didn't get to that uh, far note, but. Um, some really interesting insights there from Blairy in and around development, especially of how you need to prepare these kids to play in the NRL. So Blairy's actually working, uh, Louis, through the through the systems here, helping out, helping develop our kids and and giving them giving them them skills to get them ready for the competition. One of the other interesting parts of that was that sending them to the Queensland competition. My big bugbear here is that we should have a, a Queensland competition here in Auckland. Like we've got enough players in this country, we just haven't got the pathways to play a decent comp- rugby league competition here in Auckland. Mm. And no one's really thought about how you like put... a junior competition. Or a... well, I, I think you have to start in the junior realms. I think you have to start at the under twenty level. But if you look at the under twenty level when it first kicked off the concept, New Zealand did really well for years. They yep. won that competition with John Acklin, um, Stacey Jones. They were always in the finals. Richie Blackmore before that took their 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 Vulcans team to the. Um, to the grand final. So what it says is that New Zealand does have the talent. Um, what we got to do is we got to create the pathway to feed into a competition here that rivals a New South Wales and Queensland competition. I think until you can do that, uh, New Ze- the New Zealand Warriors won't win, a, won't win a premiership. I think relying on Queensland, being over there at the moment, like 
maybe maybe resetting yourself and living there permanently as a franchise might may, maybe the answer because you've got the Queensland competition on your back doorstep. But if we're going to really consider winning a competition here, we have to build a competition here in New Zealand. We can't just rely on Queensland and New South Wales because you're getting the back end of it. You get the the they're picked to pieces by Melbourne, the Melbournes, the, the Roosters and all that. All the best players are generally Do you gone. not think if we built a competition here, they'd just raid it? Well, they already do. Well, that's five, what I mean. But would, kids but would we not just kids. be... Look, ultimately, this would be a good thing for rugby league in this country. 100%. So would it be a good thing for the Warriors? Oh, 100%. Because it's on your door... It, look, if you're picking the eyes out of it and you live in Australia, which is what they're doing... By the time they come here to pick it, pick the eyes out of it, we've already got them. But so where's the? But, but then where's the gap now? Why why aren't we finding them? Because there's no pathway. That's that's the reason why they're going. They're going so they're, they're way not, early. They're right. going, they're coming out of rugby union. They're going to tournaments. They're not playing in pathways. The competitions they're already signed up by by areas that are already um, are, you know acquainted with the with the clubs in New South Wales, and we're missing out on all the best talent. So, you know, Blair, Blairy touches on that point around, you know, you, you're looking at maybe five or six players. He's basically just said they don't get they don't get the football that re- gives them the readiness for NRL. Well, the other thing he said, which I saw your eyes light up, Kempi, is that we don't have enough depth around hooker. There's no one that can teach these young hookers oh, how I to ta- play. I want to take my hat off to Blairy because he's in a really precarious position. You know, he, he works he works in the media and he's he's you know obviously supporting the Warriors. He works for the Warriors and and through the through the junior structures and that. So he's got to be really careful on what he says. He don't say he don't sit where I am. Well, I don't really give two hoots what people think because I've got an opinion. But the, the the like you said about the the supporters like yourself. You're, you're knowledgeable, mate. You know. So what I'm, I've got to take my hat off to him. When I asked him about the nine, if he never, <laughs> I would, I would have a, a, a lack, lack of respect if he didn't really answer that question because everyone who's knowledgeable around football knows that the area that the Warriors are struggling in is nine. And he just said that. Why didn't they get Hodgson out of Canberra when he came up? They would have got him on the cheap. He was two years ago talked about being the best hooker in the competition. Mm. You know what I mean? He's desperately looking even for, as, for even a way his, out. Even his IP would be worth the salary. Kempi, I hear what you're saying. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. There's some great texts on double eight, double three. We'll get to those after this. It's SCNZ Summer, Ricky. We watched the Silver Ferns grit one out this morning against South Africa. Deb Fuller is the assistant coach. She's back here in New Zealand, I'm sure, was a really keen observer over the last week or so. Morning, Deb. Good to have you on the program. Good morning. Great to be here. How have you found it um, being plugged in from afar? Is it has it been strange? Um, it's been some early starts, but um, wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Um, really lucky to be able to do it remotely. Um, you, it's always good to have a different perspective um, to support Noles and the team over there. Oh, morena deep. Tenei te mihi ki aku moto mahi your work, Deb, your, the, the girls that are coaching that team, I've, I've, I've been on lo- online saying that you guys are the best coaches that we have in this country. You know, they're always talking about the All Blacks and they're talking about the league, but I see you look at these two women um, and the way that they've got this team. How are you tracking? You're obviously tracking towards the Com Games. Are you happy about, I guess, getting the win just, just this morning, but are you happy with your side and the, and the depth and, and how you're tracking to the Com Games? Um, I, I think it would have been good to get closer to Australia in that first hit out, without a doubt. And it would have been good. We did put ourselves in a position to um, win against England in the last quarter, but didn't quite get over the line. Today was a bit of a blip, 
But are we tracking well? What we do have is we've pulled in and created bigger depth in our squad. So now um, it's really good to put ourselves in that quad series to test ourselves because we've really got to see where we're at because we haven't had as much international netball as others. So how are we tracking? Um, This has been the test to show how we're tracking. At the moment, we're tracking in that third place, but we've got six months to um, not turn things around because we just, it's kind of like a progression thing. It's one step at a time. Quad series, we know where we're at. We know where individuals are at. And the next six months, that ANZ competition has to be on point and tightly contested to prepare us for international netball. Now, that makes perfect sense, Deb. It's not, t- it's not about turning the ship around. It's just about getting that steam built up at the right time to peak, right? And I guess part of that is finding a combination of six ladies that work, uh, seven ladies that work well on the court together. How did that go and that aspect of the setup work during this quad series? Do you feel like the team that Noel's put out today was probably the strongest seven? Um, yes, it was. I think they all, the changes came on well. I think the starting seven that she put out there were um, the ones that she knew that could hold it for, you know, that first half of the game. So it is about looking at individuals' um, skills, behaviours, and just seeing how they um, how they can test against um, the international players that they played over there. And lots has come out of it, which is fantastic. Um, so now we know you know, what learning needs to go on for the next six months. How, well, I know that Kayla came back. Are you happy with her form? Oh, awesome. You know, this time last year, Kayla was playing. She wasn't even playing. She was playing um, a couple of quarters for a club team in rural New South Wales. And so for her to get her body in such a great shape to be able to do back-to-back games, she couldn't really do that with her body before she um, had her first baby. So the amount of conditioning she's done, the determination that we've seen in her and the maturity that um, she's brought has been awesome. How do you think this experience, and I know it might be a bit tough for you because you're not well, you're not there, but how do you think this experience being over there in the COVID bubble and, and that sort of thing will help shape this group as, as a team, like as a, as a proper core? Do you think this would have been a real binding experience? Oh, I think so. You know, as um, Tony knows, you know, in, in teams there's a chemistry that happens when you go on really tough tours and you, you're beside each other day to day, you're training day to day, you're doing the grind. So you, you learn a lot about each other and you learn how people cope in, in certain situations. So, you know, the, the team hasn't been allowed out of the bubble or out of the hotel, so they've pretty much just been locked in and then gone to the stadium. So for the team to be able to cope with that and come back, you never know, it might happen in Birmingham as well with the Commonwealth Games. I think you learn lots of like little nuanced things about your teammates and it does help. Um, it does help understand how people prepare. Yeah, Deb, you, you know, I've got so much praise for you, um, you and Nolene and the way that you've put this team together. You're building a DNA within your, your high-performance arena. What is the one thing that you think has you know, brought this team to where they where they were when they won the World Cup and where they can get to. What is that one thing that you and you and Nolan have added as part of your DNA? Oh gosh. Um and Noles will say this that it is about the collective. 
<laughs> I think uh, we've been thriving. You know, in netball, you're under massive judgment and scrutiny. And um, every time you take the court, you know, you've got people like me writing things down about you all the time. So a lot of a lot of that got a lot of our players, um, I guess, distracted. So I think Noel's always brings it back to the collective and the bigger picture, that it is, isn't about us, it's about the game and owning the game of netball in New Zealand. Perfect. I mean, we, we, we want our game style to be the most skilled, most, um, you know, as we put our mantra down to pure, a dominant game in the world. But to do that, like sometimes you have to really, you have to you have to be on everything really, and it's um you have to be on to every little nutrition, S and C, mental skills, everything comes into it. But overall, it's about building the collective because, um you know netball is 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 a great sport and a great game, and we're very lucky with the heritage that we're we've got to uphold. But going forward, it serves our, our young people so well. So it's a bigger picture that Noel's always drives. I love that, Deb. I love the way you talk about ownership and accountability there as well. Um, I think they're they're in a cool place and it'll be good to get them all back here in New Zealand safely and continue to build as you've got that end goal, Com Games and Target for, for the next wee while at least. Thanks so much for taking the call this morning. Really appreciate your time. Oh, good. Lovely to speak to you both. Take care. Kia ora, Deb.